0: Hey guys, welcome to Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things, a podcast about how to get through life and find God in every season. So this past uh, Sunday, I had a huge scare with my 17-month-old daughter. Uh, She got really sick, and we ended up in the emergency room, and then we ended up being transferred by ambulance and admitted to a children's hospital here. And we spent three days, and it was just a nightmare she was so distressed and just constant, you know, blood draws and IVs and tests. And my poor little girl was just crying and screaming. And it was just so hard for my mom heart. And many of you don't know, but two years ago when I was pregnant, I was actually pregnant with twins. And I got to keep our precious little miracle baby girl, but we lost her brother at 16 hours after birth. And we lost him to something that could have been fixed had we known that it was there. And then after that, I uh, recently here in the past six months, I miscarried twice more. And so this was particularly a horrifying thing for me to be walking through. And I remember the first night when we got to the hospital, and we finally got transferred from the ER over to the children's facility. And Eden just was, she was inconsolable. and I could not get her to stop crying. She was terrified. And as I laid there with her on my chest, you know, 1.30 came, 2.30 came, 3.30 came. And the nurses would come in and they'd say, you need to put her in her crib, blah, 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 blah. And I would just stand my ground and say, you know, I know what my baby needs and she's not okay. I'm not going to just put her in the crib. I'm not asleep. I'm going to keep holding her. And as I laid there, every part of my body hurt because I hadn't slept for over 24 hours and um, the little couch I was laying on was so hard. It made my back hurt and my head was hurting because I hadn't eaten and hadn't had anything to drink and hadn't been able to go to the bathroom. And my darling little girl was in distress and we were facing the possibility of leukemia. And so I was just spent and as I laid there, I was praying and I was crying and I was saying, You know, God, I can't lose her and I can't do this. I do not have the strength to do this. I cannot go on like this. He spoke so clearly to my heart. And He said, I am holding you like you are holding her. And He said, You are right where you need to be. You are in the center of my will. And then he spoke that verse to me that he will give us grace and strength for the moment. And it occurred to me as I laid there, I had been praying that he would just give me strength in general, that he would just... Help me to feel like I could do this. And he kept speaking to my soul, no, I'm not going to give you strength for the whole thing right now. I'm going to give you strength for this moment. And this moment will just last as however long this moment lasts. But when this moment ends and you cry out, then I will give you strength for the next moment. And so that verse became real to me and it became real to me because we often ask for strength for a whole situation when we enter into it or when we know we're going to be dealing with something hard. And so when we ask for strength ahead of time and he gives it to us, then we aren't dependent on him throughout the circumstance. And God puts us in these positions of very intent, not because he wants to deliver us out of it, but because he wants to be with us in it. And he wants us to know him in it. And if we aren't crying out to him every minute or every new moment, then we're missing him. And so God just spoke to my heart that this was the time that he wanted to show up for me. And he wasn't going to ease the pain or ease the pressure in the process. But he was going to be with me in a tangible way. Every moment. And that's why it was important that he didn't just give me strength all at once, but that he gave me strength moment by moment. Because that taught me, even though it was only a whole like one 12-hour stint of a night, he taught me a powerful, powerful lesson. That his strength for the moment is dependent on me crying out. And that his purpose wasn't to deliver me but to show me that he was there in that pressure and in that fire and in that pain. And eventually, morning did come. And when morning came, I had reached a new level of fear. Like before, it was just that night before, it was just pain and tiredness and adrenaline. But when I reached the morning time and I really came to understand we're in this hospital and I don't know for how long and the coronavirus has made it to where I am literally without another human to help me and support me, another family member or visitor or friend. And it was just like, I was so terrified. So I went from running on adrenaline to being able to understand what was happening and I was covered in fear. And it was at that point that I just Started crying, and I just said to the Lord, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. I have to get out of here. And it felt like I was having a panic attack mixed with, you know, a breakdown. And He just so quietly, but in a very powerful way, spoke to my spirit, and He said, You don't need to do anything. Let me take care of you. And it was just like, wow. Like immediately, there wasn't relief, but there was a sense of calmness. And I was able to see. Sometimes we have to be put in a place of great darkness for our eyes to be open. And that is contradictory to what you picture when you think of seeing. When you think of seeing, you picture that you need light or something to be open. But with God, oftentimes we see best in the dark because we're not so dependent on our human ability to see and to figure things out because we can't. We become dependent in the dark on God and His Spirit is able to enlighten parts of us that we're not always able to access because when there's light in our world and we can see, we don't need to address the things that are in the darkness. And so God often uses the darkness to bring about our best sense of clarity and ability to see Him and to perceive His truth. So we need to keep focusing on, as believers, not being afraid of the dark, which is easier said than done. But God moves mightily in the darkness, and even the darkness bows and obeys His voice. And so He assured me that this was where I was supposed to be, and He began to open my eyes and show me... That he was fighting for me, and that all I had to do, as it says in Exodus, I don't remember the reference exactly, but watch and see the Lord your God fight for you. All you need to do is to stand and be still. Okay, I told myself, wow, I'm here on purpose not on accident. I'm here on purpose and God is working. And so the rest of the hospital stay as long as I kept my eyes on Jesus and I didn't look to the left and think about the good things that could happen or the good test results that were a possibility. And I didn't look to the, to the right, I don't know which one I said, but left or right. And I didn't focus on the bad that could happen but I just looked at Jesus, I was able to be strong and stronger than I've ever been. It was when I focused on the good that wasn't mine yet or the bad that wasn't mine yet. That's when I started to fall. And so it was really very real to me. I saw it every time. And when the nurse would come in and give me, uh, you know, positive news, if I clung too hard to that positive news, I would start to sink. And when I heard negative things or I started to think about what would happen if we lost Eden or what would happen if I didn't, you know, this or that, I would start to sink because it isn't the good that we hold on to in life and it isn't the bad, it's God. And we have such a hard time staying focused on God and following God, and serving God, and wanting God, we always branch off and go after the good news, the goals, the ministry, the prayer, the blessing, and none of those things are bad. But we are called to follow Jesus and to want Him above all else. And so this time in the hospital was such an important time in the darkness because it showed me, that powerful, powerful lesson, and I am going to do everything I can moving forward to hold on to that with all of my strength and all of my heart and all of my power to make that a bigger and better reality for myself to where I can make new pathways and synopses in my brain to start remembering and going to God and keeping focused on God, not always having Him be an afterthought. I pray that for you, too. I pray that you would stop fearing the dark and that you would embrace it and that you would be able to find your strength in God in the darkness. And if you're there right now in the darkness, you're not there by accident. Be encouraged, friend. God has something powerful for you in your darkness. Thanks for stopping by. I can't wait to talk next time.